The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're into June, and Jordan Walker is back. We'll talk about him and a whole lot more here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We are brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Always a pleasure to be with you on these Fridays, Todd. Uh, mentioned Jordan Walker's back. If he goes off, it won't be for my team because I it won't be for the guy who drafted him for the long since drop. But uh, I do wish him the best. How are you doing today? Doing well. Uh, excuse me. Um, little warm in New England, but that's good. Uh, we talked to Brian Walton an hour ago on Sirius about Jordan Walker and the Cardinals, and he's going to play. Newpar, Lars Newpar is the latest outfielder to go in the DL, IL. So Walker's going to get a chance to play. Yeah, and uh, he's been able to hit that reset button. What's your level of interest now that he's been able to kind of get his lumps <clears throat> out, take his lumps, hit the reset button, and, and come I'm back? Still, you know, still optimistic, uh, but like you – not rooting for him on any of my teams, all about me and my teams, right? But, um, you know, he he's not the first to go down and struggle and come back, still young. Um, but, you know, he's the kind of guy I like to watch, so we'll go from there. But, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I can't predict. I mean, I'll project whatever, but you never know with these young kids. And there's openings in St. Louis right now. There's a – we had a lot to talk about with Brian, actually. Uh, so it's, it's, it's just an interesting organization team right now. I think Jack Flaherty's on the mound tonight. We'll hear his name in a few minutes when we talk about rival. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, we, we yeah we. It's our first time doing this, folks. Sorry. <laughs> no, I left you hanging there, but yeah, I'm excited to see what Walker can do. I he wasn't available in the stake league last night, but I was. Thinking about, you know, wanting to stash Ellie De La Cruz. I said last week that I didn't see him getting past that rookie threshold this week. Uh, he was already stashed in the state league. Uh, but then that Ken Rosenthal C-Trend article about how he's coming, what, what they're going to do with India. I still think it's going to be like at least a month before we see De La Cruz. But he's really starting to become the talk of the baseball world. And as a Reds fan, that's a cool little, you know, wrinkle. I'm not used to used to having like the hot 
hot young player. Yeah, well, yeah, we you know, mentioned the series. We talked about it with Doug Dennis and Jeff, both both Reds fans. He was picking on me today, but fortunately, the Red Sox came through last night, so had a little bit to fall back on. I said, "You get going to get you on there too, and just really pig pile on the Red Sox fan." But the um, hey, we've been waiting a long time. I, I absolutely, yeah, and yeah, you know, in the Jeff was less. No, Jeff was optimistic or hopeful that the De La Cruz would be sooner than later. Doug was kind of in the middle. Um, it's kind of a nice issue to have. And as Doug pointed out, when they're together on the farm, McLean and De La Cruz, when they played together, it kind of 50-50, where McLean playing second base and De La Cruz short. And then on the other days, when McLean was at short, De La Cruz played third, something like that. And you mentioned India. India can flip-flop as well. So they, you, you can find a way to keep the three bats in the lineup um, and, and, and make it all work. What, what that does with Spencer Steer is a question. Oh, he's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, as Doug pointed out, though, not so much with the glove. True. Can true. flip between third and first. Where, where, go, where, where does uh, Joey Votto, if he comes back, does he DH? Does he come hmm. back? I mean, every week. Game. Yeah, I'm thinking at this point maybe he doesn't come back. Yeah, every I mean you, you kind of do the same when uh, with the Rotowire back end, looking for you know keep twitching his return date. Mm-hmm. We've got a question while we're with the Reds, Christian and uh, Strand. I I I think De La Cruz comes up before Strand at this point, but who knows? Well, yeah, I, well, it's tough. I I could see him maybe almost coming up together, but that is a good question. Um, but it's it feels good as a Reds fan to have like the prettiest girl at the ball you know? <laughs> everybody's talking about De La Cruz and yeah twin sisters lofty twin. comps yeah. <laughs> yeah no I mean yeah no it is it is good and the it's much better to the, the, the question what are we going to do with all these shortstops is is not a bad question to have to answer right I mean, yeah. it's a lot better than why can't we find someone to play shortstop yeah that was their problem so many years in the past and I saw another tweet recently from a prominent writer. Maybe it was Rosenthal that the Reds are getting quite a bit of calls about Jonathan India, but India has emerged as a leader on this team and really kind of like the identity of the team. So don't see that happening though. There'll be a place he or De La Cruz can play. You know, I think De La Cruz could probably play elsewhere. Maybe they don't want to move him elsewhere, but either way, I think they'll, find a, a way to make this the pieces fit and yeah spencer steer with the bat has been uh you know yeah. just the way he is he's kind of like a mini austin riley not as talented but just really calm in the box really never looks overmatched not in the lineup today we should yep. point out since we're on the since it's red stock the reds have an early game today 5 p.m against the brewers there is uh eastern i should on say apple plus too, or apple yeah TV. there is a zach brown concert following the game for those wondering why uh why it's so early mm-hmm. um i was introduced to zach brown today not literally but his music on uh serious today uh did not was not was unaware they played the the chicken song as the as the as the lead-in so okay yeah anyway very clever but anyway um kind of a strange lead-in song well, they wanted to. We well, we could lead in for for Zach Brown, but anyway, oh, yeah. So I five five p.m. Eastern start with the Brewers and the Reds today. So if you if you're in a league that locks lineups or pickups, then uh, make sure as soon as you're done, as soon as Clay and I are done ranking pitchers, run over and uh, make all your moves. 
Yeah, I have to. Uh, I'll have to check because I hate when the Reds are playing the Brewers and they're in town. Because <laughs> well, not in town; they're about an hour away. But that's the only time I can't watch the Reds. But if they're on Apple TV Plus, I wonder if the blackout rules still apply. Let's go ahead and get rid of those blackout rules, MLB, please. But with uh, De La Cruz, Jordan Walker, both stashed in the stake league, the top pickup this week was Nolan Jones for seven, kind of a quiet week this week. Uh, I actually had a, a $7 bid to one Akil Badu. So the top two guys at $7 were Nolan Jones and Akil Badu. Badu's been playing pretty well over his last 10 games he's batting 310 with a couple homers and a steal uh what do you think are you what's your level of interest in Akil Badu with Detroit uh we've seen this before where he goes on hot streaks mainly playing against right-handers mm-hmm. I think yeah but to me, today I, I mean as I've said not so much the hot streak I think you have to follow the playing time and he's getting the playing time and with the some of the injuries Riley Green specifically, uh, there's there's room for Badu to play against a couple of softballs or or maybe not be pinch hit for mm-hmm. when a lefty reliever comes in to get that extra couple of at bats. So, sure, uh, and you know, Green is part of the reason why the top of the order has been a little productive for Detroit. But absolutely, the um, you mentioned uh, Jones. Uh, it, it may come up when we talk pitching, but just just to make sure we get it in there for the folks. It's not a seven-day week, but the Rockies are home for six next week. Yeah, let's take a look at their schedule. It's uh, three at home against San Francisco, then three at home against uh, San yeah, But your, your stake league, it doesn't matter because it's the split week. That's true. But, yeah, for those of it us It is that, a deep league, so. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just pointing out, yeah. Sure. I mean, uh, is there two? Yeah, d- 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 I know some of that. Yeah, so it would have come up. That there are uh, that it's a full week. It's only the second time it's happened, and the first time was seven. This is only six games, but hey, six of cores is better than three somewhere else, right? So you know, as mentioned, they both go for seven dollars here in the Rotowire Stake League. Would you rather have Nolan Jones or Akil Badu? The rest of the way. The rest of the way. I know it's kind of putting you on the. Spot. I suppose Badu, but I'll take Nolan Jones short. I'll take those six games. Why? Well, it's the Stake League. It's three and three. But um, I mean, I'll take I'll take Joe short term and, and and look for the next guy when it comes up. I still had Oswald Peraza in my lineup, so he got sent down. So that was an easy swap. Yeah, I was okay. just holding yeah. out hope that Peraza could get it going. It just never happened. And Cabrera was sent down too. Or, uh, yeah, that's actually who I had. Cabrera. Okay, Oswaldo, right. well, even so, Oswaldo neither of them, yeah. neither of them have have done what the Yankees nor fantasy leaguers had hoped. I. I went ahead and got them confused myself right there. So, yeah, I had Oswaldo Cabrera, the outfielder. And, uh, yeah, I had to get him out. So, hopefully, bad do represents an upgrade for me. Good dude. Uh, Tommy Henry. <laughs> oh my God, that was uh, a stretch, Todd, but that was kind of funny. Uh, Tommy Henry is a guy I think we've talked about on this two-star pod numerous times. And I've just kind of been like, zero. I need to see something else. Well, he's showing us something, Todd. Tommy Henry's on a heck of a run for Arizona. Um, he goes for six here out of 100 in the Rotowire Stake League. I think I had a bid on him for a couple bucks. Uh, I don't know. I'm still, like, hesitant to come around because, you know, he did just beat the Rockies at home. 
Yeah, that outing at home against San Francisco, home against Washington. Uh, I'm still seeing kind of fool's gold here with Tommy Henry. Well, spoiler alert, he's going to be above a zero for me with his two starts this week. Mm-hmm. But I'm if I, I'm going to be looking to drop him after this. You know, I, he's not a guy that I'm looking to keep on my roster. And again, the stake league, he's not going to get two starts, but he is going to get two starts in conventional leagues, as we'll mention in a moment. Yeah, he'll be a guy who's pretty popular at across leagues, I think. You know, he was picked up in a fair number of leagues last week, Tommy Henry. So mm-hmm. I imagine he'll be scooped up where he's still available. Colin Pochet, man, Pete Fairbanks back on the IL. That guy just can't stay healthy. I yeah. feel for him, but uh, Pochet could see some. Some saves in the short term. Matt Strom for six. Romy Gonzalez has been on a heater. Yeah. Strange, but he goes for four. Rodolfo Castro for two. Kevin Pilar for two. Tusapita Marcano for two. Tariq Skubal for two. Robbie Grossman. I had him as a backup on Badu. He goes for two. Hayden Wesneski's back, but pitching in relief. He goes for Buck. Uh, Cody Clemens, these are all $0 ads now. Cody Clemens, Kent Maeda, Rubnet Odor, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, talk about heaters. Uh, Jaime Berea, Michael Grove. I got Ben Joyce for zero, which I was kind of happy with. Uh, Adam Wainwright, Abraham Toro, Ronnie Mauricio, and Corey Dickerson. So I said wow. it's kind of a, a lighter Ooh. week spending-wise, but still a lot of pickups. Lot, I was going to say, that's a lot of names. Yeah. And, I, and that's that's a lot of tweaking, and that's that's cool. Yeah, people are scratching and clawing. I've started to get hot in this league with uh, guys like Santander and you know Julio Rodriguez getting hot. So I've, I've surged, but it's you got to stay on top of it. And Ben Joyce was one. I really thought James Anderson probably outbid me on Ben Joyce because I know he loves him. Uh, he's up, looking fantastic. Is he a, a guy who's worth stashing though? A closer stash, Ben Joyce. He not, he didn't just hit twenty, hit one hundred two. He was sitting one hundred two. That's so sick. that's silly. I think he is. Um, Estevez has not, you know, pitched himself out of the role closing in, in Anaheim, yeah. but at some point, if if Joyce can keep things in control, you know, literally and figuratively, how can you not? So I do think he is worth the stash. You know, he was worth the stash when he was up last time, but then he was sent down. So I think the bigger question is going to be, you know, is he, you know, is he worth keeping again? I guess it depends on Paul why, uh, why he may end up being uh, sent down. If is it, I don't think there's really injuries now. I think he's just earned another shot. Yeah. And if there was ever a guy, Who's just made for pitch pitching ninja? Yeah, it was this guy. I mean, he's already made several cameos on pitching ninja. Rob Friedman's Twitter, of course, if you're unfamiliar, and I mean, the movements on 102 is just unfair. I mean, I I don't see how you could not have this guy at the back end uh, in the highest leverage spot. But you know, I think it will happen. Just may take a little bit. So. We'll wait and see on Ben Joyce, but I think he is a guy to add, especially in 15-team-plus leagues. So you go out and get you some Ben Joyce. Well, right now, uh, one might argue that Chris Davinsky is ahead of him, but I'm not sure you make Davinsky the closer over Joyce. 
I think Davinsky's ability to go multi innings, or well, more than more than three outs, keeps him valuable in that role. So I think it's just you know if if Estevez has pitched you know two out of three days or whatever three out of four, I think we may see Joyce get an occasional save here or there. Matt Moore is the one that's out with the injury, a left-hander who's more than just a loogie, obviously. But it, it, the 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 Angels have been doing interesting things with the bullpen. They called up Sam Bachman, who doesn't have Joyce's pedigree or hype or whatever, but still a young kid. And they've taken uh, starter Chase Silseth and put him in the bullpen. I'm still hoping that Silseth gets a chance uh, to start, needs to show he deserves it. But I'd like to see Silseth at least get one more chance anyway to be a starting pitcher. Now I mentioned Poche. If you had to choose between Poche and Ben Joyce as a pickup, would it be kind of Poche in the short term, Joyce in the long term? Yes. However, if I if I was okay short term, I, I want to stash Joyce. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the ML, uh, his prognosis is with with Fairbanks right now, but um, even if you know, already it's a short stay. Aren't you a little concerned that he heads back to the IL at some point, right? So it just it, it's it's kind of a temporary calming of the mind with Fairbanks. I think it's always in the back of your head that something could go bad. Absolutely. Well, I mentioned Hayden Wesneski. I saw he pitched in relief the other day, so I don't have a ton of interest there. But would you think about maybe picking Wesneski up just given the stuff and the pedigree? I think we have him starting next week. Huh. Um, maybe it's just out of necessity. But we have him for two starts next week, so yeah, maybe I, I, he did pitch in you know three point two innings, so it wasn't like he shortened up in relief. But uh, yeah, so it's a scenario that I know that Justin Steele is out. Yeah, so it, it could just be moving in, in moving in Justin Steele's uh, spot at least for the time being. Yeah, that's a good call. I, yeah, because they probably just didn't need him right away in the rotation, but they will, so that makes sense to have him available in relief. Yeah. So, yeah, that that uh, makes him certainly more appealing, Hayden Wesneski. All right, well, before we talk about some rival fantasy, let me tell you a little bit about it. A new MLB season means it's um, – let me start over. A new MLB season means it's time for a new kind of daily fantasy baseball. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played. And they've brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy's games include Fantasy Bingo, Head-to-Head Player Challenges, and Fantasy Book, where users can select over-unders for two to five players. With games like this, daily fantasy has never been better Right now, RotoWire listeners could get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code RotoWireMLB at sign up and deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up to the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. Todd, June 2nd, Street Fighter 6 release day. Who's uh, <laughs> Who are you leaning on as your number one play on Rival tonight? Yeah, um, it was tough for me to find a couple pitchers 
it's just an interesting card in that there's a lot of good pitchers facing good teams and facing good pitchers. So you know, if you need, if you feel you need to get the win, those four points to get the over, it was just some tough choices. But I was patient. I kept looking and kept looking, and I found a couple of pitchers for which I am taking the under. I may add a third later on today if I, you know, re- sort of do some more research. But um, going to go under with Jack Flaherty. I know he's pitched better lately, seven innings in two of his past three starts, and innings count in scoring. But I just I still haven't seen enough uh, to to trust Jack Flaherty. And just coming back off of injury, Aaron Savali under 17.4 points. So those are my two. I'm not as comfortable as I've been with other pitchers, but those I'm most comfortable. I say I may I may put a third um, or another another series of picks in and add a third pitcher to it. But I'm going to leave that one as, as my main play for pitching. Um, I know you, you didn't look at it too late. But does anybody stick out that I missed or who you, who do you like at this point? Well, it kind of follows the same logic as your Savali pick, but Mike Clevenger is going to be my pick as an under. He is going against the Tigers, but uh, you know Clevenger is just coming back from injury himself, a wrist inju- injury, and he did not, unlike Savali, uh, make any rehab appearances. Correct. So he he threw a sim game on March uh, May thirtieth. Clevenger did. So I guess I just don't know how built up he is. Not like he was pitching well before going on the injured list anyway. A four, five, six ERA. Maybe uh, my Badu pickup will pay some immediate dividends. Yeah, that's a good call, and I'll explain. You mentioned uh, workload. Um, he was pitching around ninety-five pitches a game, and I did read that he could be, uh, you know, ten short of that. So he could oh, only okay. get yeah. So uh, did the note when I was doing my ESPN piece for yesterday talking about streamers today. So that's an interesting note that, I mean, 85 pitches is, is five innings, but it's, it's only five innings. Mm-hmm. So that's a, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I just missed Clevenger, but I, uh, I like that call. And you probably... know, what? I might've done the same thing. No, he is starting today. No, he is. Cause sometimes I, I see, today. yeah. Sometimes I see the Saturday's pitch. Right. No, no. I, 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 I did write him up for today. Yeah. Yeah. So I will probably add him as, as my third Real quick with the batters, I actually like these more than I like my pitchers. And I generally, as we've talked about, aren't confident with the batters. Bryce Harper uh, or, or facing Josiah Gray to get more than 8.3 points. A home run's worth 14. So, I mean, you hit a home run, you're already over. You're already well over. Uh, Juan Soto over Jamison Tyone at 8.3. And Sal Perez over eight points uh, for Chase Anderson. Now, Anderson's pitched better lately. Um, but for whatever reason, my system really likes Salvador Perez today. So I'm going to, you know, play the system and which is, I think I've talked about it. It's, I call it the fungo because it's not quite as resilient as the bat. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope it holds up and <laughs> get base knock today. I, I you know, the, the daily fantasy is so hard because, well, obviously because baseball is just on a, such a micro level is so hard to, predict but uh it's it's a lot of fun i've definitely been trying to expand my repertoire as a fantasy player and dabble in some rival as well it's it's a lot of fun yep i think my other pick is going to be okay um not feeling any of the top hitters right now and i as much as i love luis castillo 
Texas has been surprisingly good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go over on Fromber Valdez. Since it's only 16.16, LA, the Angels are the Angels. You work around the two big dogs, and I think they should be okay. Plus, you know, Otani's a lefty. So I, I'm going to go. Pitching, and he's pitching tonight. Yeah, that's too. a good point. Yeah, and he's the top over under point total on the board at 20.45. Anytime you get up there, especially against a team like Houston, I'd be I'm a little hesitant to, to use Otani, but I think the guy on the other side of the bump makes a lot of sense. Uh, other side uh, of that game from Valdez. Yeah, I, I mean, you need the win. I don't know. I mean, Valdez can go deep, and he's been going deep. So, um, and it's it's not it's not twenty, right? It was like you said, sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, sixteen point one six. So yeah, almost so that, four points the, yeah. below Otani. Yeah, you can you can get that without getting the win. So that mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, good stuff. Anything else on your mind in regards to rival tonight? Yeah, don't get too cocky because I was doing really well and it's been a poor week. So fortune's like I'm going all in. I didn't do that, but just the way things go. I was doing on, on I was on a bit of a heater, and just as any anything of this nature, you know, is it doesn't work out so well. So the the key, you know, you, no matter what you're doing, don't get overzealous with your bankroll continue to play moderate, you know, within your system. And, you know, maybe, I'll, you know, I should hopefully knock on one. Still up, but we'll recapture whatever I happen to lose this week because it wasn't I made bad picks. My players just didn't do well like like they were supposed to, right? Yeah, that's always the case. <laughs> but this game, no matter if you're playing in real life or any sort of fantasy game, it's uh, humbling, this game. It's, oh, boy. I mean, I've seen a lot of tweets to that effect this year with with pitching mm. it's just even more unpredictable i haven't done any studies on it but i've seen people in the gambling realm uh you know big john uh john legaza uh a, a couple others that um sort of are in the gambling realm have have talked about how pitching just has you know it's it's even harder to predict i mean you go out there and some of these guys that you know uh uh, uh Seabold, Connor Seabold goes out and has a good game. You know what? And then you yeah. you watch some of these other guys that you know that that are struggling. And uh, hopefully Corbin Burns comes back tonight against it's against your Reds in that early game. But I'm showing I'm seeing signs of Burns maybe turning it around again. But you know you, some of the names of people struggling versus went out and started the shove. It's like you know, why, why why again did explain to me why I left Biotech? I don't I don't get it. Well, before we move on, a friend of the pod, the Heart Foundation, had a question, so don't want to leave him hanging. Interesting question, too. He said uh, somebody dropped Yuri Perez in his 12-team head-to-head league. Another dropped Bailey Ober, and he dropped Louis Varland, who's been pitching really well. But he dropped Varland on account of his upcoming matchups. Uh, would you pick up any of those guys? I would probably just snag Yuri Perez. I mean, coming off five shutout innings against the angels we know the upsides there number one prospect in that system and uh i'd, I'd go with the upside in a 12 team head to head i'd probably go with over because i think there's upside and stability but i don't know maybe it's one of those leagues where all these guys are streamers yeah so if, if this is the spot where you're going to stream then that you kind of have to go into it with the mindset you know what i'm gonna drop this guy because in order to win this week i have to pick up somebody else 
and I, someone else may pick up Ober or Varlin or Perez, but I may get them back or I'm going to get back somebody similar in a 12 or 10 team league. You know, if, if I, you know, who do I like? I do like Ober for the rest of the season, a little bit higher win potential, trust Minnesota. And I think, I think he's going to spot, there's enough injuries there that he's going to pitch. And I mean, all right, long-term Perez, but I, what have you done for me lately? I want, I want over. Interesting. I think you're right that in a league like that, where you're considering these kind of options, uh, you got to just think short term and think, look at them as streamers. So yeah, it's, it doesn't make for a tough call. Bailey over tonight against Cleveland at home. Cleveland's just brutal on offense. Or Yuri Perez tomorrow at home against Oakland. <laughs> so in yeah. most, in most, in most, you know, leagues of this nature, I want to have five starters who I'm going to just not drop. Mm-hmm. And all right, in a ten-team league, that's fifty. In a twelve-team league, that's sixty. I don't think any of these guys are top. 60. So to me, they're droppable. Um, now we're getting to 15 and we're talking, you know, I want more than five starters. I want six and it's, you know, it's now we're up to top 90 and maybe they fill in the back end of the top 90. I'm in a 10 team ESPN league where we, we, we set up just to learn the new rules and play. Uh, there's only seven pitcher spots. So it's even shallower, but you know, guys like Ober and Perez are just, just funneling through left and right, you know, I mean, I give him up and Eric Haribol, Tristan Cockroft pick him up, but that's the way it goes and I pick up who they drop. It's just the way it is. Yeah, I'd, I think I'd roll with Yuri against Oakland this weekend, but Todd says uh, Bailey over tonight against if it, Well, I was thinking, you know, in a, in a single matchup. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I I misspoke there. I shouldn't have said well, that. Well, even but, so, I mean, even yeah. so. Uh, the I question wasn't just about this weekend. Right, right. Um, I don't know. No, I see it. And uh, there is a point that, that, that Louis Varland could be replaced by Maeda. Uh, you know what? I don't know that I drop Varland right. Well, it depends on the, on the specs. Maeda hasn't, I think he's having good rehab, but he hasn't shown that he, the durability is still an issue. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I, I really like Varland too. So, I mean, all those guys are good options. Uh, I'd, I'd go with Perez, but it sounds like you can't, I wouldn't really feel bad about rolling out any of those options no all right well let's get into the two start pitchers as i mentioned at the very top of the show we are into june kind of amazing um well it's the pitch clock things it's going by faster (laughs) yeah we have the pitch clock to thank for everything you know the first two months really flying by all right two start pitchers for the week of June 5th, 2023, Tommy Henry mentioned as a pickup in the stake league, not a two-star pitcher there with the lineup periods, but here in traditional lineup periods at Washington, at Detroit. Mentioned he's going to be a popular ad where he's still available. So with those matchups, man, I mentioned I only had a couple bucks on him. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go three. Uh, no, two. I'm gonna go two. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I'm, I mean, I was even thinking of one, but I'm probably gonna go two. No, if they were at home, I would think three. Mm-hmm. But being at home, I'm gonna stick with two. Bryce Elder was on the list last week. Another example of why this is all extremely tentative. This is a kind of a thought exercise more than anything. Uh, so definitely check back 
closer to the start of lineup lock. Check out Todd's weekly pitcher rankings to get a better idea. Uh, you know, closer to lineup time, how how we're viewing these guys. But Bryce Elder's three and zero versus the Mets versus Washington. I gave him a five last week. I'm tempted to do it again. The matchups aren't as good though, so I'll give him a four. Yeah, I'm sticking with the four. He's not quite ace material for me yet. So I'm going four. Yeah, and you said last week that you really want to keep the, the five grade special, and I respect that. You know what? Yes, I do. Ain't going to see many of them this week, my friend. Yeah, that's <laughs> looking at this at a glance. It doesn't look like there's so many hot options. Spo- I'm, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. Anyway. Oh, okay. I thought you were actually. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, Kyle Gibson at Milwaukee. Man, 35-year-old Kyle Gibson is 7-3. and three. That's This Baltimore team is, is really impressive. Uh, at Milwaukee versus Kansas City. You know, you're playing with fire anytime you roll Kyle Gibson out there. But yeah, at Milwaukee is not bad. Versus Kansas City is pretty good. So I think I'll give him a notch ahead of Tommy Henry and go three. I'm gonna go. Hmm, I'm gonna go four. Hmm. Uh, I just I know you don't chase wins. You're supposed to not chase wins, but Baltimore is going to be favored in both of these games, so I'm going to go four. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, James Paxton. Now you're a Red Sox guy, and Paxton. It was against the Reds, but eight uh, Ks, one earned run, over five scoreless innings, reached 100 pitches for the second time since returning. Uh, kind of some ups and downs in May, but trending back upward. Where are you at on James Paxton right now? At Cleveland, at the Yankees. Um, Cleveland's actually striking out more lately. As a team, they still don't strike out much. And the Yankees, Stanton, we should mention Stanton coming back. Donald, Don, too, Donaldson yeah. as well, and they're both righties. I'm going to go – I'm debating between three and four. Um, I guess. I guess I'm going to go four. Because I think my paper's going to say on paper's going to say four. Because, uh, but I, you know, I am a little scared about the Yankees with their returning lineup. Yeah, I'm going to go three just because he's still coming back and he seems to be pretty much fully stretched out, back to being himself. But uh, four starts, it's just still need to see a little bit more before I feel great yeah. about him. But uh, at Cleveland's just seems like a layup. Yeah, I get the feel that it's kind of like a rental car where you're just going to drive it into the ground because he gets yeah. hurt again and retires, you know, it's yeah. done. 27 um, strikeouts in 19 innings. That part of his game is still there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm going to go for, and um, you, know, you, you know, this is, it's a good time to hit refresh on Chris sale and see if there's any news, but anyway. Yeah. I've been doing that all day. <laughs> He was really pitching well, so it was a bummer to see Sale. Uh, I've still not seen the results of his MRI, so if that come comes well, up, yeah, we'll see. Pod, yeah. we'll, we'll let you know. Uh, we're keeping a close eye on that. All right, next up, uh, Kyle Hendricks is back at San Diego, at San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I've, right when I was ready to just say no, he goes out and, you know, well, it was one run against the Rays over five innings. Still not really interested in going here. Maybe if I have to, in like the main, I you know I might 
Actually, in the main, I just want to say, past two weeks, Todd, I've put in, I don't even know how many bids, but I've been shut out completely on my pickups. It's been really frustrating. Well, hopefully it means that everybody else is spending money and you'll have the hammer towards the end. Hopefully or it matters. Hopefully, just, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll it matter matters. for you. Yeah. It's just such a, so many Hawkeyes in that league just can't get anybody through. Even my all my $1 guys, I'm thinking nobody's interested in this guy. They go for three or four. Just crazy. Uh, the main event's wicked uh, competitive, but maybe there I'd maybe throw a buck on Hendricks, and with that, I'll give him a one. Uh, I will I will see your one and match your one because I'm not going any higher. I'd be re- more interested in Hayden Wesnetsky now that he's back, and we talked about how he, well, he pitched out of the bullpen. It does make sense with Justin Steele hurt that he would slot back in. Very tentative, and with that, I think I'm only going to give him a one, but as I said, I'd give him a, I'd have him higher on the priority list than Kyle Hendricks. Um, I will agree. I, I don't think I'd have either in my list, but you know, in, in a vacuum, I agree. Yeah, we'll go with the one. Luke Weaver and Hunter Green for the Reds next week on two. And you were saying before we started just how impressed you were with Hunter Green uh, carving up the Red Sox last night. A bullpen let him down, but you know he's only got one win, but. You can see it with this kid, the, the flashes. Yeah, I, I asked Doug about it, Doug Dennis, because I, I had a recollection that he was more of a max effort guy, and he's not. It doesn't look like he's throwing 104, does it? He kind of he has a bit of a of a whip at the end of his like, I mean, it's a it's a, a deliberate bit. motion and he kind of explodes at the very end. Not really a whip, but he does explode at the very end. It's just, I mean. He was throwing, you know, his last pitch, I think, was 99 in the sixth. And, you know, the thing with the Reds is if you don't if you don't get to their starters early, be patient, their bullpen will come in. And it didn't, didn't help the Red Sox the first two games. And who knows what would have happened if Alexis Diaz came in in the eighth last night. I don't know that it was a mistake, so, so to speak, not to bring him in. It was just circumstances. But, um, you know, you, your, your Reds took two or three from my guys, and – they're in a bit of a heater and on their own, the Reds are. But, yeah, so Weaver, I mean, he's, he, you know, he, he wishes he was as good as Kyle Hendricks, you know? Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go zero there. He did have a uh, – he hasn't been pitching all that bad lately. No, he hasn't. Uh, he yeah. was one of the guys that's like like Connor Seabold, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I told everybody to stack against him, and he's going to – he does this to me. Uh, but I still need to see it. I, I mean, I, I still trust history. It's not like he's throwing ninety five where he was throwing ninety before, or whatever, something like that. I'm, you know, yeah, you make, when I was you, doing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So you may you you know you're you're free to go one or two, but I'm going to stick with zero. You know, I'm going zero on on Weaver, but I will say when I was doing my Roto or Stake League Fab last night, I was just searching by last you know fourteen seven days, and he kept popping up. And I'm like, oh yeah, he has pitched kind of well. That's uh, I didn't have a bit on him. Though. <laughs> Uh, but Hunter Green, I think, versus the Dodgers at St. Louis, I wonder if the changeups ever going to come along for him. I think he can be good regardless. Such a field pitch, though, and you know maybe it just never comes along for him. Either way, I think he's pretty solid. Not a completely finished product, and against the Dodgers at home, I think I'm going to go th- four on Green. I think. I'm exactly where you are. Four. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, 
Three just feels a little low, but those and, and the strikeouts, Matt. I know he's going to yeah. strike Dodgers out. He may get four runs, but he's going to strike him out too. Yeah. Um, and he's been going fairly deep. He's been going six plus. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go four. I, I'm gonna go four. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about the motion I just talked about, and when that little bit of an explosion, I wonder if that hurts the changeup, or I mean, you throw the ball further back in your hand and the same motion. Maybe it shouldn't matter. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see if that does develop. And uh, similar to um, Bryce Miller in Seattle, people say, well, you know, so few pitches. You're facing divisional opponents fewer times, and you're facing common opponents fewer times, or seeing the same team only once. It buys these guys a little time to develop the secondaries while they're dominating with one pitch. Yeah, that's – when you got that level of just – talent it buys you some time to kind of figure things out and that's where we're at with hunter green he's still in the figuring things out stage but man it's uh encouraging to watch if you've been uh with the reds through all these dark days over the last 30 years um todd i was looking at shane bieber's game log he's next up on the two-star pitchers okay he had a nine strikeout appearance on may 9th but here are his k's over his last what uh 10 or so starts four two four four not that nine strikeout appearance and four 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 what is is the strikeout stuff just gone with beaver i thought with his command that even with even if the stuff take back to the, his command the strikeouts would still be there I, all right. I don't think anyone expected the salad days Bieber, but we did expect more than four, four, four. You know, it sounds like Moses Malone. Am I dating you at this point? I don't know. Fo, fo, fo. When he was talking about the NBA finals with Philadelphia way back when, three people get that. Thank you. Um, this particular matchup, Boston and Houston, neither of these teams strike out a whole lot. So that's going to hurt him as far as yeah. points go. I mean, I have him down in the three range. And it's probably because you know the mat- matchup driven. I think he's still a four guy, but the matchups, even with this, you know, with the with even lower strikeouts, drop him to three. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think that's where we're at right now with Shane Bieber. I mean, now it's not like the results have been totally abysmal. He, he had, you know, he does have a six one seven ERA over his last four starts, but that's not good. Kind of skewed by two bad outings couple of decent ones sandwiched in there, but just the lack of K is scares me. So yep. yeah, I'm only at a three on Bieber's well. Denelson Lamette's gonna be a, a big old zero. Yeah, that may be the number of innings he's in. No, he's gonna throw three or four. But yeah, no, yeah. I mean home both times, San Francisco, San Diego. Yeah, that's a zero. Yeah, after some tough ones with like Green and Bieber, it's good to get an easy one with Denelson <laughs> Lucas G Lito. At the Yankees versus the Mets, or I'm sorry, versus the Marlins. So at the Yankees, home against the Marlins. Um, you know, I kind of I don't have Giolito on more than a team or two, so I kind of just haven't really been keeping as close of tabs on him as I probably should. But I, with these matchups, you know, he hasn't been that bad. Better than last year, not as good as he was when he was really good. Yeah, he's had a couple four-run hiccups lately, but I mean, no. Aside from his April seventh start, he has not had any like real disaster 
blowups, which can't be said about a lot of uh, pitchers. So I think I'm going to go three. I'm going to go four, but the hesitancy is Stanton and Donaldson are back, but they're right-handed batters. So I'm going to go four. Okay. That sounds about right. I'm going to stick with the three, but got you down as a four. Alex Fiedo, uh at Philly. Yeah. I can't really see much here. At Philly uh, versus Arizona. He's one of those guys that's stuck in a couple of nice games um, lately. But, yeah, I mean, are the matchups worth playing? I have him exactly 99, which puts him like at, you know, exactly the lowest rated one. Uh, am I going to say one? Uh, you know what? I'll say one because I do believe there's something to be said for recent performances and he hasn't pitched bad lately. I hear you. Versus Arizona kind of scares me nowadays with, with how they're kind of coming on. Yeah, and it's still a pitcher's park. Right? Yeah, you know what? His last out, maybe I'm thinking of the previous outing against the White Sox where he fanned. I think that was like during the day, and I remember just watching that game hmm. because the, uh, the, uh, the Rangers, who do this to a lot of teams because they lead the league in scoring, did light them up last time. I'm going to stick with the one but because um, I think Texas beats a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm going mean, to go with the one. A lot of people in the fantasy world and in real life baseball are in a really desperate spot with pitching, so I could see the case for one. If you really, really just need an arm, yeah. maybe you have Fido on the list. Brandon Belak, a guy last week in the uh, – I think it was the FSGA Champions League for a buck, and I was pretty happy. Now, I didn't turn him loose, of course, so I did not uh, capitalize on that great outing against the Twins, but – Look, he's got a high whip, but Belak's trending in a pretty encouraging direction. Uh, not a real exciting guy, but look, over his last three starts, uh, four starts, he's got a 2-8-2 ERA. Yeah, when he and – I'll look up the name because I'm blanking it. The other guy that came up at the same time, J.P. France. J.P. France. I was, I was you know, give me Belak over France. That began – that looked, okay, you know, I take the L, Zola. But I think lately Belak has kind of flipped that. Um Mm-hmm. I don't have him ranked that high in the uh, in the rankings. I have him in the zero range, but I think that's going to change when I add in all the the current um, factors, the, the the new projections and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to go with the one. I mean, it's it's not that big of a comp, you know boost, but uh, I am going to go with the one for Belak. Okay, I got a two, but I, I'll mark you down as a one. Uh, Maybe I just get up to, you know, maybe I, maybe what I need to do is say until Toronto hits like they should, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be downgrading teams. And that's yeah, I mean, you know, Toronto, still, you know, you look at, you see at Toronto, you're scared, but it's hasn't been that kind of, uh, yeah. even while a lot of teams are hitting, they have not, aside from so, what, uh, Bichette's got a bunch of homers. Yeah, it's tough to steal when you're running around the bases. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, so maybe that's the problem is, is you know, I, I still, my, my formularic rankings bring in what I have expected for Toronto. And even though the expectations have dropped and I factor in what's already been done, it still likes Toronto's batting. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, so maybe I need to uh, override that a bit and, and jump Belak up. So, Belak, I have as a two. You got him as a one for I now. I as a one, yeah. And for now, check back with his uh, weekly pitcher rankings, though. 
this weekend. A uh, Hunter Brown. Mm, tempted to go. I think I want to go four. Yeah, a lot of the as you, you're kind of seeing, a lot of the stuff that it's like one good, one bad matchup. You know, or not not too good and not too bad. Uh, again, at Toronto, maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. Um, I have him in that four range. And applying what I just said about don't be as scared about Toronto, I'm going to say four. All right. Now, here's an interesting one. I was actually kind of getting ready to just say zero and move on and maybe throw to our uh, blue wire ads here. But I think we have to take a second to talk about Mike Myers, M-A-Y-E-R-S, for Kansas City. Because I was tempted to just add Mike Myers. Uh, you know, let's move on. But at Miami, at Baltimore, he's got a one three five ERA, and he went six innings his last time out. Only three Ks, but he had eight Ks his outing before that, four and two-thirds innings. So right now he's between about 75 and 85 pitches. But, man, this is a guy that I think most people will just, just like I was right before I, I kind of dug in a little bit, are just going to kind of glaze over Mike Myers. It might be uh, – the cheap pickup that, you know, maybe you don't turn loose right away, but you can at least see what happens with Mike Myers. Yeah, what's interesting, I mean, the peripheral still aren't very good. No. 14 strikeouts and five walks and 13 and a third. Converted only from one home. Only one home. Yeah, it's been 13 innings. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that's helped the ERA. I think I'm still relying on history. And even when you – I mean, he was sketchy as a reliever and you convert those numbers to starter numbers – I'm still a little bit sketchy. I, I'm going to say zero, and I, I understand if someone wants to take a chance, but I, I think there's a fine – and I talked about this in my Z files this week. There is a fine line between being stubborn and needing to see it again and knowing when to trust a short sample um, effort. And I tend to be from Missouri. That was nice. So let me see it again. Uh, losing to a lot of people that are quicker to jump on um, a short-term effort, whether it was supported or not. But I'm still going to – that's a long way of saying I, I'm still a zero on Myers. Yeah, this is – those are all good, you know, warnings to throw out there. And, yeah, you, you want to take the overall history into account. The overall body of work should weigh much heavier than what he's done. But I'm going to give him a one just because <laughs> – uh, like we said with, who was it, Alex Fiedo, somebody like this, you just, sometimes you're just desperate. Yep. So I'm going to give Myers a one. And you know what? If I'm going to give him a one, I'm going to give Fiedo a one. <laughs> um, you got him as a zero, right? Uh, Fiedo? Yeah. Um, I don't remember at this point. In my head, I'm thinking one, but whatever I said, I'll, I'll double yeah. check. At, at Philly versus Arizona. Well, while we play the break, I will, uh, I will, I will review that one real quick. All right, cool. Well, the Angels don't have anybody up for two starts, so that is a good time. We will pause very briefly for a quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It is the Friday edition. Clay Link here with Todd Zola. Uh, did you see that Fido grade? Or I mean, I, I have. Really I remember him now. I have him exactly at a hundred, so he would have been the oh, lowest okay. rated one possible. Okay. Okay. A point one. So I'll, no, I'll he's a one. A, I'm going to give him a one. I'm just yeah. With my logic of Myers being a one, I if, have and, to give Fido. And a if des- I did, desperation. If I said, right. If I said zero, if someone wants to in playback, apologize. We're going one. Yeah, and again. When we're talking one out of five, we're talking desperation. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. far, the ones on my list, uh, Hendricks, Wesneski, Fido, and uh, Myers. So scraping the bottom of the barrel, you have to do what you got to do. Tony Gonsolin for the Dodgers at Cincinnati, at Philly. A couple of tough venues, uh, but Gonsolin's looked a lot like his uh, – 2022 form i'm gonna go with a four i think on gonsolin yeah i mean to me that's the kind of max i'm going because of the lack of strikeouts so you know by by giving him a four i'm kind of you know i figure that the matchups are you know fine enough to stick with him there so i'm i I will go four as well but i always get nervous with gonsolin i just i think people like him more than i do and i'm always happy to see my opponent, you know, draft him higher than me and this and that and the other thing. Cincinnati and Philadelphia, they both offenses one would think would be doing better, but neither really are. Maybe not so much Cincinnati, but um, I don't like at in either case as a park downgrade, but I'm still going to go for. By the way, while we're on the topic of the Dodgers, what the heck are they going to do with Noah Syndergaard? Uh, Do you have any idea? Because – I mean, I know that Gavin Stone really struggled, and maybe they don't, you know, have somebody that they really feel confident as a major upgrade over Syndergaard. But a six-five-four ERA, they got Bill Plaschke and these types talking about how the experiments 
failed and it's time to move on. You think we uh, do see them pull the plug there? I think you kind of alluded to it. It's it's if not Syndergaard, then who? Mm-hmm. And you know, Grove and Stone and Wilson—they're all kind of jostling between the three of them to see who gets the you know the start. Ryan Pepio. I'm trying to think of some of the guys that are hurt to come back. Dustin May, not for a while. Walker Bueller, maybe in the final month just to get some work under his belt. But Irius, obviously. Yeah, you know what? You know, I, I think when some of the, you know, Arias comes back, someone's going to be, someone will be gone. And is it going to be Bobby Miller? You know, that would be the decision. Do you put the rookie back down again? And I think maybe it depends on how he pitches. But at some point, I do think Syndergaard, you got to pull the plug. It looks like we got Michael Grove in there. He's considered for uh start this weekend. Oh, no, he is t- starting tomorrow. Yeah, so and he sent Michael Stone Grove down. Yeah. In the mix, yeah. And, and sent Gavin Stone back down. Yeah, and I don't think Bobby Miller's going anywhere. What no, I don't think he is either. I'm looking Pepio now when we have him. Yeah, right around the All-Star break. So maybe, maybe he gives Syndergaard to the All-Star break. I don't know. So we mentioned that $1 bucket. I have guys like Kyle Hendricks, Hayden Wesneski. Alex Fido, Mike Myers in there. Would you say that Braxton Garrett versus Kansas City at the White Sox is a, is a step up from that bunch? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yes. I would as well, but I still hmm, I am tempted to go two, but I, I think maybe he's more of a three. Um, it's routinely going five plus. So, yeah, I'm going to go three. I have him in the three range. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna go three. All right, Julio Tehran. What a story! Talk He's about been- you know, you know, the same night that Aaron Nola got lit up, Tehran goes out there and shoves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why am I doing this again? Um, Can't anyway. predict ball. <laughs> Yet we try. Uh, at Cincinnati for Tehran versus Oakland's. You know, if this were. Two weeks ago, you'd probably be drooling over that, but the Reds have kind of picked it up, uh, and it is in Cincinnati. So, you know, I'm going to go zero. I this feels like the ultimate sucker move. You know, right? And I'm the ultimate sucker, which is why I'm going to say one. <laughs> well, at least you're self-aware. No, you're not a sucker. Um, uh, the word in this realm is donkey. And I think I'm the donkey. If you don't, if you don't see the donkey, that means it's you. So nay, whatever donkey. What does Eeyore do? Ooh. Anyway. Well, early on yesterday, Freddie Peralta was having some issues, but then he got it on track and actually yeah. ended up with a quality start. Yeah, he did. Um, he's been bit by the long ball a little bit lately. Four homers his last two outings, two apiece. He did have that one where he had 10 runs, but only four of them were earned on May 26th. So, oh, man, Freddie's pretty tough. I'm only going to go three, I think. Uh, I have him in the four range, Baltimore and Oakland at home. I'm going to stick with four. I Baltimore could hit 10 homers, but Oakland could hit none. So um, I'm going to stick with four. I have him in the four range. I'm going to stick with the three just because he hasn't quite been as good as, you know, I think the baseline for him has been. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, okay, no, that's fair. So I 
you know, I hate speculating on injuries, but maybe he's he did have a injury at some point this year, didn't he? Oh, he's got whiplash from watching all those home runs. <laughs> I guess he's been healthy all year. Now that I look through his notes, but uh, just seems like he has not been the same Freddie Peralta this year as we've seen in the past. So I just need to see. Uh, I'd like to see him kind of course correct and get on track before I go four. Okay, I'll go three. Uh, T- Louis Varlin, we talked about a little bit earlier at Tampa Bay at Toronto. The the guy in the chat alluded to those tough matchups. Hmm. He's been really impressive, though. I'm I'm rolling him out there in the stake league, mostly out of necessity. But uh, hmm. I can't, I don't think I can go three, but I think he's a t- solid two. Uh, I I'm gonna say one. Yeah, I like what I see, but these are tough matchups. You're a little skeptical still, huh? Yeah, I yeah. get that. I get that. Well, Carlos Carrasco suddenly seems to have uh, found it a little bit. His last two starts, he's got a one four two ERA, eight three K to walk over twelve and two thirds innings. So uh, hard guy to trust right now, especially given his injury history. You know, he could give up five hundred runs in an inning, then leave the game. He's at Atlanta at Pitt. I think I'm gonna go three though. I'm still in the one range. I'm rooting for him because I wow. I think he was your under one of your one of your underdog guys, right? Towards the end. <laughs> Actually, it was uh, more early on. Uh, well, no, I, what I meant was oh, um, end of the draft. Yeah. End of the draft. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, mean, I didn't take on every one of my drafts, but yeah, uh, I was on him early. I kind of pulled yeah. off, and thank God I did. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it hasn't been pretty. But he is trending in the right direction. Well, two starts, maybe he makes our underdog rosters this week. Uh, Nestor Cortez, nasty Nestor versus the White Sox versus Boston. What say you on Nestor Cortez? This week? Not as sharp, not as sharp, but I think there's still history there. I'm, I'm, I'm going four. I'm gonna stick with a four. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go four. That sounds, that sounds right on nasty Nestor. JP Sears has been pretty nice story. Now he's oh for. Th- Oh, and three record wise, but he's been pitching okay. And he's at Pitt at Milwaukee. I'm only going to go two, but uh, yeah, I kind of like what I'm seeing out of JP Sears. I haven't been to three range, but I, it, it, it feels two because it's a park downgrade and on the road, but I haven't been to three range. I haven't completely updated all of my inputs, recency, and updated projections. Which could which could change things, so I'm gonna say three, but he end up may falling to two when I uh, when I throw everything in. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, next up, uh, Aaron Nola versus Detroit versus the Dodgers. Oh. Oh, man. You're you like keeping number five, the five grade special. I gave Elder a five last week. I think I just have to stick to my gut here. Shout out Vlad Sedler and just say five. I am as well. Um, I wrote about Nola this week in the in the uh, Z Files, part of our tug table. And I'm one of the few that favored him over who was in the first group. Now, uh, Joe Ryan and Sandy Alcantara. I decided I wanted Nola, and he's had a couple stinkers since then. Velocity's down but I still think that he can recapture it and 
and, and we've seen it before. I don't love the Dodgers uh, game, but I'm going to go five. Yeah, again, it's mostly gut and just, I don't know, just preseason. I, I just can't see him being this bad. So uh, yeah. versus Detroit versus L.A., though, if, if the velo stays down, as you alluded to, maybe it's time to reevaluate the, the baseline expectations. And, and Eric Halterman warned us that based on the Phillies having the literally the longest season of all time, Coming from the wild card to the seven, I don't know, seven games, whatever it was, and Nola being part of that, there was some concern in Eric's part. Zach Wheeler as well. Not that Zach, no, Zach Wheeler was a concern. Eric was concerned about Zach Wheeler. That there could be somewhat of a hangover uh, as far as, you know, and maybe that's why the velocity's down. I want to say, too, that there was a comment in the chat about my Bill Plaschke reference. <laughs> I was saying that in jest, but yeah, I was I was kidding. But well, I won't I never won't, appeal to Plashke as an authority on baseball. Yeah, I won't mention that. I think it's Kirk Herbstreet that is right now uh, in a yeah, in about a, the Reds. A, with the Reds. It's like yeah. you know, what, what do you what do you you know who is it too? Um, Tiki Barber hmm, has yeah. been put downgrading some of the Yankees. So you know these people are these. You know, you, you never played the game. So, yeah. So, Kirk, you know, Kirk's come back and said, you totally misinterpreted what I said. Um, yeah. I, I anyway, I was talk, like, hashing it out with Ken Rosenthal. Yeah. It's more fun funny. than it was. You know, it's. Yeah. But I, I kind of, he's a big Reds fan, Kirk Herbstreit. So yeah. I kind of yeah. like that he was, he's just passionate. He, he didn't really like that, uh, you know, talk about where's India going to play. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's was, was kind of funny. Him and, Ken Roosevelt seemed to hash things out. So not, uh, I think it was taken in the ultimately it was treated in the jest or you know in the on the in the vein it was supposed to have been taken. I agree. Johan Ovaeda, we talked last week about how amid kind of a you know just mediocre outing, he had a, an immaculate inning. So that's pretty impressive. He's versus Oakland versus the Mets next week. Um I think I'll put him on that J.P. Sears, Louis Varland tier and say two. So I got a question. Mm-hmm. All right, slow pitch softball. If you get three outs on three pitches, is that like an immaculate inning? <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody, uh, uh, maybe it was Sarah Sanchez, Somebody, I forget who it was, but somebody saying that that should be the immaculate inning, three outs on three pitches. Well, it, yeah, I mean, but in baseball, you're trained to take the, you know, I did it in softball a number of times. So I've got tons of them I, back back when this used to be able to pitch. Um, but anyway, um, slow pitch. I, I, I pitched modified, but not very good. Um, anyway, uh, where, who, who are we talking about? Oh, Matt uh, Lenny, Oviedo. I, 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 yeah. uh, he's the ultimate tease, right? I mean, up and down and up and down in, in one, in my mind anyway. Hmm. I'm going to, and he's actually. I mentioned like JP Sears. He's a, he's opposing Sears on Monday. Yeah. So I got them kind of in that same two bucket myself. I'm going to go two as well. And <laughs> just as you know, it's one of those, you know, fantasy things. Lar, head to Lar Michaels for the term. When I use him, he stinks. And when I don't use him, he shoves. So oh, that's classic. That's, that's my thing with Oviedo. Yeah, classic. Move by Ovedo. Now Blake Snell's one and six, one of my bigger misses of the campaign. Man, in my towers head to head, I have like Snell and uh, Manoa. It's just a, been a brutal season so far. 
Snell's versus the Cubs at Colorado. Given that he's at Colorado, I think I can only say two on Snell. Can I bring Oviedo to three? Sure. That's, where, that's actually where I have him. Uh, Snell, I also have – man, I got him in the four. Oh, Snell's gosh. a four. I'm sorry, two. I'm thinking oh, I made it backwards in my head. I used to do that a lot more DVR. Hmm. Um, I was going to say, that can't be right. You can't no, no. It's just – I mean, look – yeah. Um, yeah. You also, you guys can tell when I do from my own records when I do them off the top of my head, because basically because I'm looking over here, and not here. Um, I'm going to go to, and I'm holding my, you know, I'm crossing my fingers at Colorado. Holding your nose, yeah, I get it. Uh, Seattle's got two off days, so no two star pitches for them. Alex Wood got rocked uh, this week. Uh, I get, I mean, you know, six earned runs, not the end of the world, but. It was a home start against Pittsburgh, so that was a big disappointment for his fantasy managers. He also has to go to Colorado, Alex Wood. At Colorado versus the Cubs. Oof. This one might be the toughest one on the board this week. I think I'm going to go three. It's not as tough. I'm going to go one and, and not and not sweat it. I mean, wow. and, and li- literally, because this is not a two-tone shirt, folks. It's it's 90 degrees and yeah, whatever. We're all, we all have our things. Yeah. I guess that Colorado start, maybe I'm going to bump him down to a two, three, all right. okay. three felt high off the tongue and you talked me down. He hasn't normally he pitches better. He's not going deep into ball games. He's not in general this year, mm-hmm. but the, and he's, and he's now been, I don't say healthy enough, but he should have, he should have worked himself into a, you know, into into the sixth inning range by this time. Adam Wainwright, it's looking like the end for Wayno. He already acknowledged that this is his last year, right? And it's, yeah. it's looking yeah. like uh, at Texas versus Cincinnati. I'm going to give him a one, but he's hanging on by a thread. I mean. Yeah, we asked Brian Walton, you know, about Wainwright and some of the other Cardinals, and he said, I mean, he's just he's forty-one, and you know, mm-hmm. things this happens. I got him as a one. I got him in the I got him in the one range. Actually, I have him as a one-star pitcher. So I need to. Uh, I'm sure things changed since we did the um, since I did the did the rankings. We've updated the board, but even so, I can't imagine him being much higher than a one. Well, we went from a kind of a tough one a little bit ago in uh, you know, Alex Wood to one of the easiest ones. Shane McClanahan five. <laughs> uh, Martin Perez versus the Cardinals at Tampa Bay. Where do you land on Martin Perez? Left. Uh, home run issues are back. I mean, that that was what saved him last year, but they're back a little bit. So, I mean, we're back back to you know he's good but you know he can get lit up whereas last year he figured out a way to prevent that i guess i'm gonna go i'm gonna go two i'm gonna go two but i don't love it yeah two sounds right i mean obviously last year was super fluky he is six and one but uh yeah that's playing with fire every single time yeah and, and last year he did manage to keep the ball in the yard which he's not doing this year. Well, I said uh, Adam Wainwright was a one hanging on by a thread. And look, 
I'm going to say the same about Alec Manoa, but I get it if you want to go zero. I mean, oh, gosh. I, I don't mean, know. I actually I, I feel for the kid because I could sense that he's really frustrated and really, you know, just doesn't have any answers right now. And I saw a quote that he was thinking on the mound, like, don't throw a ball. And when you're kind of take that tentative approach, I mean, you're just, you're set up for failure from the start. So. He's not attacking. He's tentative on the mound. And again, I'm going to go one, but I get the case if you want to go zero. And that's the bulldog mentality that we, some of us, I'll take the hit here. Uh, Eric Halterman was not in this group, but, you know, wish casted the bulldog mentality onto his strikeout rate and it would magically improve. Hasn't happened. Yeah. I just, I just, I just, he just can't be this bad. Um, yeah. But where again, I wrote about this in the Z Files. Where I'm at with Manoa, I have him on a couple of keeper teams, and yeah. I and 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 I, these are one of the without getting the details. You can you can buy player with real money, buy him out. I mean, I'm being I'm wondering if is he even worth? You know, he'll bounce back. A guy like Manoa, I I can't wait for next year because I want to buy the dip. I'm not. We have 20 more starts to find out. So the answer will be a lot clearer in 20 starts or whatever, 18 starts. But I, other than he used to be good, I can't hang my hand on anything. Yeah, there's one, really nothing there. Yeah. Yeah, there's really nothing one, there to yeah. hang your head on. But I yeah. agree that it's there's got he's got to be better than this. Uh, and, yeah, I was – I admit I was guilty of just kind of wishing and thinking that with – more experience and uh, further refinement that he would up the K rate. But I, I guess the bulldog, yeah, you know, I, I think the bulldog thing was more so just like workload. I thought he could really hold up to a heavy yeah. workload. Right. And he is taking the ball every fifth day, but just the results. That's, and that's hurting us. Cause he's yeah, doing that. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad thing. Kevin Gaussman's a five. Uh, Jake Irvin. I don't see any reason to consider him. I want to go zero. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I do not either. So yeah, I'm gonna stick with the yeah, agree with the zero. All right, well we've run a little long here, so let's go ahead and uh, do our two start pitcher grades recap. We get one last timestamp jotted down here. Um, one ten forty five. So we've gone pretty long today. Let's uh, knock these out and get you on your way this weekend. Tommy Henry. Two Bryce Elder four, Kyle Gibson, I say three Todd four, James Paxton I say three Todd four, Kyle Hendricks one, Hayden Westneski one, Hunter Green four, Luke Weaver zero, Shane Bieber three, Denelson Lamette zero, Lucas Gilito I say three Todd four, Alex Fiedo one, Brandon Belak I say two Todd one, Hunter Brown four. Mike Myers, I say one, Todd zero. Tony Gonsolin, four. Braxton Garrett, three. Julio Tehran, I say zero, Todd one. Freddie Peralta, three. Louis Varland, I say two, Todd one. Carlos Carrasco, I say three, Todd one. Carlos uh, Nestor Cortez, four. J.P. Sears, two. Aaron Nola, five. Johan Oviedo, I say two, Todd three. Blake Snell, two. Alex Wood, I say two, Todd, one. Adam Wainwright, one. Shane McClanahan, five. Martin Perez, two. 
Alec Manoa, one. Kevin Gaussman, five. Jake Irvin, zero. Well, great stuff today, Todd. Anything else on your mind today before we sign off? No Chris Sale news yet, but real quick, when I was doing the uh, re- re- refreshing, uh, first pitch Arizona is officially being announced November 2nd to 5th in Mesa. So hopefully, Clay, you can return again this year, but um, we'll, I'm sure yeah. we'll talk about it more as we go on. But that was a nice little uh, nice surprise as I was waiting for the bad news on Chris Sale. Yeah, that's great to hear. I missed it last year, but I very much plan to return. So that's uh, that's awesome. All right. Um, yeah, hopefully I'll see all you all back there. Hashtag the return. All right, guys. Thank you all for being here. We'll talk to you next week on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Rival Fantasy. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.